do you do? It's 11.02. So gather around the radio and listen to your favorite show. It's Martin and Matt, and they've got a big sack. Full of stories, full of jokes, haikus and a robot rope. They got a friend in Florida, well not a friend but sorta. And lots of friends in Illinois, including one they don't enjoy. Old Johnny Z, he's a pain in the knee. Seth is trying to build their brand, but he's the worst in all the land. Huzzah to them both, and hurrah to the true fan. Sitting by the radio, waiting for the Duke of Pipso. It's 11.02 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast, coming to you live from Wiggly Field at 2645 North Sheffield in Chicago. I'm Matt. I'm Martin. And now, let's get our poop bags filled up and get out of here before Martin realizes that when it comes to being the funniest host... Even with a Tinker and an Evers, he wouldn't have a chance. Matt, I my poop bag was full before I got here. Okay. So, do you have an extra one, or am I just good? Oh, I I I have I have an unlimited supply. Oh, I'll, I'll get need, you hooked up. I need four. Okay. Well, you can have four. Sure. Just okay, any number is fine. Don't give them to me one at a time. Okay. I can can manage them. Okay. All right. Well, since we've gotten that out of the way, uh, I guess we do want to, we do want to start off with some, uh, some of our new features, don't we? I mean. Oh yeah. I've got some pretty hot dad jokes for you. You do? Yeah. Oh man. I love it. Funny. I love that. You know what? I need a good laugh. Okay, well, here are three. You're going to love them. Okay. What did the cannibal say to my dad? I don't know. What? Hi, my name is James. <laughs> How many dads one. does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, nobody knows because the dads just stand around looking at the light bulb, talking about what a great light bulb it used to be. Dads don't change light bulbs. <laughs> oh. Obviously not a dad. Sing. Um, so this family buys a new house and they're in there the first night they get up the next morning, right? And the kids come up to the dad and they're like, dad, the house is haunted. There were ghosts in a room last night. We can't stay here. We got to leave. And the dad's like, well, if it's haunted, that's terrible. But I just bought the house. I basically have no money left because I spent it all on this. What I thought was a great house. We're not moving out. So the dad calls up Bill Murray and is like, hey, can I use some of your ghost catching equipment? Bill Murray's like, sure, no problem. So he brings it over. So that night, the dad stays up all night. He's got the equipment. He catches the ghost, right? Then the dad's talking to the ghost, and he's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just extremely disappointed. 
Yeah. That's it. That's the joke. Whatever. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to listen to that one again. I, I actually. Think... It was so long that I actually. I had like two daydreams in the middle of that. It anyway, sounded like you didn't understand it. You know, ghost is all. Once you started talking about Bill Murray, all I could think about was like how just like everybody else, now we found out that he's just a real jerk. <laughs> Even yeah. though, and I don't know, he's funny. He's funny. He's funny. I, I don't. I think he's a lot funnier than he thinks he is, which sort of ruins it for me. There's so many other funnier people in movies that he's in, but he, for whatever reason, just because he's like so insouciant or whatever, he just That's a made up word. Yeah, it is. Um, it just he just doesn't. I don't know. I guess he gets all the attention. Uh, like anyway, I, sometimes I watch him and he's so funny. I'm like, he must be a periodontist, but he's not. But he thinks he is. Exactly. So yeah, well, that's Bill well, Murray. I I have I have something you might find very interesting about another very famous and unfunny person. Did you know that on this date, Martin, in 1862, the Romney expedition, which was a Confederate Army military expedition, began in Romney, West Virginia. So that was during the Civil War. Yeah, I checked that. I didn't know that. So, did you know then that Mitt Romney is a is a was a Confederate? His family were, were Confederates, and they they own a town in West Virginia. You know, I'm just so tired of all these, you know, globalists. The Romneys have been globalists forever, aren't you? At least since 1862. Yeah, I mean, you know, he here he is trying to uh, run for president. You know, like he's going to help everybody, but he just wants to name every town in the United States Romney. Matt, I'm going to cut you off here because you're bordering on disrespect. Okay. He saved the Salt Lake Winter Olympics from what should have been a disaster. Okay. And probably okay. his background in being a globalist helped him in a world sporting event. Okay. All right. Okay. I, thank you. I needed you to step in there, I guess. Just because you want to rip his mantle off out of jealousy or you don't understand the Winter Olympics, I don't know, but let's stop. New Year, we don't want any more enemies. In 49 BCE, Julius Caesar defies the Roman Senate and crosses the Rubicon, uttering something in Latin, which I don't know how to pronounce, but which translates to the die is cast signaling the start of civil war, which would lead to his appointment as Roman dictator for life. Uh, you almost crossed the Rubicon with that Mitt Romney stuff. I saved you. You're right. I, I I'm going to get a thanks, but... The best thing... Well, I express my gratitude in other ways, okay? Yeah. Okay, I have one oh. more. Oh, and good. You'll... So... Um, so in 69, now this is A.D. Okay. Okay. Uh, is that what? No. A-C-E. No. C-E-A-D. A-D. Anus Domini. 
Okay. That's Latin. Okay. So in 69, uh, Roman Emperor Galba adopts Count Bastardo as Caesar. I've heard of him. Yeah. He was good. He was good. Sometimes yeah. you need someone just to take control. Mm-hmm. That's even true. Even if you don't think you know, even if you don't think you like it, you'll like it. Right. Democracy is, you know, it's good if you can keep it. Like Ben sometimes, Franklin said. Sometimes people don't know what they want. Right. They need someone. Right. Well, we're we're obviously in agreement on this. Exactly. Well, actually. This leads me into our topic for today. Okay. That was some interesting history. I have something I I like to call this revisionist history revisited. Okay. And we're going to take a little bit, a trip back in time a little bit. Now, Matt, you're super old. So, yes. uh, Certainly, you remember the 1970s. That was sort of your heyday. Uh, you hadn't jumped the shark yet. I was alive in the 1970s. Exactly. So this is right in your wheelhouse. Okay. So when people think of the 1970s, they think of, obviously, fondue restaurants. True. And my question is, were fondue restaurants really popular? Like, is this where everybody went? Is this where you went to be seen? Or... Uh, do we just think they were extremely popular now? Do you understand what I'm getting at? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they were really popular. I there's there's some of them that were so popular they're still around. Like in Chicago, Gehas Cafe, which is it's on Armitage and near Armitage and Clark, I think, over okay. by the park. That's They're still open, and they still serve fondue there. That's all they serve. And it's like, it's so, there's like curtains by the booths, and like it's all red lighting and everything. Do you have Actually, to dress 70s? Do I have to wear like a vest made out of carpeting material? Well, you, are you ask? I mean, that's how you dress anyway, so... I mean, right, but like if, technically if, you don't, but you do, you do because you dress that way anyway. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Actually, um, just for you, you just don't have to wear a shirt, and then it'll look like a vest made of carpeting materials, right? I actually don't have a vest made out of carpeting materials. I'm just not wearing a shirt all those times. Oh, right. Uh, to answer your question, I mean. You, know. you did. You did. Not okay. perfectly, but it was it was okay. It was well, okay. you know, perfect is the enemy of the good, Martin. Yeah, I would have liked to hear more about fondue, but we're past that now. It's you. So they have boiling oil, which is weird. So, like, if you want, like, a meat, you put it in the boiling oil, and it like basically deep fries, you know. And then you like dip it in cheese and stuff. So it's like real. It's kind of, kind of greasy, and so I and, take like my I take like my skewer. Is that what you're yeah. using, like a skewer? Yeah. And I stick it in the catfish, 
and then I catfish the boiling oil, and then I stick it in, like, do they have a variety of cheeses or just one? I don't know. It, okay. I'm sure you could order a variety. I mean, there's this thing you should, I'll help you learn how to use it. It's called the internet, and then you can go on the internet and you can look this stuff up. How do you know it's reliable? It's never wrong. I know that. Oh, okay. So here's another thing I want to really take a look back and say, were these really popular or just so we think that they're popular now? You know, so of course, let's go back to 1984. You're older than Matt, not quite as in tune with what's going on, but you hadn't totally lost it yet. So okay. naturally, I want to know about jean jackets. Oh, yeah. You had one, right? I sure did. You didn't? No, I did. I did. But yeah, of course. again, you're, you're older than I was. I was just copying the trend. You were probably setting the trend. I was, actually, to be fair. I, I am, you know, it's something I've learned later in life. And I don't try to set the trend, but I usually am one of the first adopters of a trend. So, or, you know, whatever you want to say. But anyway, I did have a jean jacket. I was not that confident wearing it um, because it felt like just such a, like, fashion statement because it was. And it was like, well, do I roll up the sleeves? Do I leave the sleeves buttoned? Or do, you know what? I want to get a jean jacket right now as I think about it. Yeah. You should. And then, you know, if you wear a jean jacket with jeans, then it's called a Canadian tuxedo. What's it called in Canada? Just a tuxedo? A tuxedo. Yeah. Okay. So So I don't. Wear that to your wedding or whatever. Or anywhere. A funeral? Work? Literally anywhere. To the, the to the House of Parliament, to the Chicago Fondue House in Toronto, <laughs> right? Oh, well, perfect. Well, that went a lot better than the first one. Okay. So, Matt, think back to like nineteen fifty-five, fifty-six. You were probably okay. a kid back then. All right. Do you know those circle hats? That have like the triangles coming down, like red, white, blue, yellow, and they have the little spinny thing on top. Yeah. I think like Dennis the Menace type hats. Mm-hmm. Did everyone get one when you moved to the suburbs, or did you actually have to go to the store to buy one? Like, what um, was the deal? I was sort of on the understanding that it was a way to identify that you lived in Wilmette or whatever. Yeah. Um, you mean, now you're talking about the ones with the propeller on them. Yes. Because other kind of ha- hats are called pork pie hats. And those those are what all the kids, you know, uh, all the, you know, the ones that weren't greasers, those were the kind of hats they wore. You know, like Potsy and them. Um, oh, yeah. Um, so they, like the nerds. Well, you you call them that, you know. Uh, I call them the people that actually have jobs and, you know, and keep the country, you know, uh, growing and thriving, not riding around on their motorcycle and looking in the mirror all the time. Matt, but anyway, just quick reminder, 
Um, I want to let you know, you can get your Social Security checks direct deposited. Mm-hmm. Um, you think someone, I don't know? Some Like your daughter or someone much younger than you could probably help you. It's on the computer. I, I've already deferred my Social Security checks. So, because I don't need them yet. So you'll get them, you'll get the ball in the second half? Yes. Perfect. Once, Smart. After the coin flip? Yeah. So uh, the, the, the hats with the, the propeller on them, um, now, as I recall, you, you could not leave the house if you, if you weren't wearing one because uh, that was the only way that the police knew that you were white. So if you were walking around without one, then they would just immediately arrest you right, or beat you within an inch of your life. I think that they beat you and then arrest you. Yeah. Is the order. So, um, I don't, you know, it wasn't so much where did they come from, just that you never went outside without one on. It, well, it wasn't safe to right. leave the house. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, that's cool. One of the things I really like about this podcast is as someone who's significantly much, 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 much older, we can look back. I can ask someone first person who was there. Yeah, and now and then, when this is done, the podcast is finished. We send it to the Library of Congress, like we do with every other podcast that we do, and then it's archived there forever. I know that's so, why we have the transcripts being made. Yep, yep. Now, well, did did you yeah. tell did you tell our readers about that? I mean, our listeners, well, they are, they're going to be readers. They're going to be readers. So one of the new features, we're super excited about this. We now have full transcripts that are produced at the end of each of our podcasts. They're accurate, they're timely, and they're just enjoyable. Nice. So once we figure out the best way to share it with our audience, we'll make sure to get it out there for you. Excellent. It's good if you well, can't hear. Right. Should we uh, should we move on to everyone's favorite game? Thirty three. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. So you have the number this week. Is that is yes? That right? I have the number. Okay. Uh, is it thirty three? No, it's eleven. I'll, I I, guess, I, guess I swear 12. I was gonna say that. God. Yeah, I guess twelve. I swear probably. I was gonna say I was yeah, gonna say eleven. I well, you just are very good at it. It's okay. It's okay. You know, just a game. All right, all right. All right. So the name of the game is thirty three. Are you are you ready? Yes. Nipsey Russell. Um sounds like a a name you would make up uh because you think making up Funny sounding names is oh so funny. It's it's a name you would have made up for like our friend Russell, and then it'd be like, and then you'd be like, but I call him Nipsey, and everyone would be like, oh Martin, you're so funny, oh, Nipsey Russell. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, he was a basketball player. Uh, he was an actor. Oh. He was a oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He's dead. He is. He is. Yeah. 
I'm sorry that he's dead, and I'm sorry yeah. that I used him to as a way to take a shot at you. Well, it's been recorded already. Yep. So it's sort of too late to say sorry now. Right. Okay. He was the whiz in the tin. He was the tin man in the whiz. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay. Great start. Uh, Napa Valley. Um, I've not been there. I've been to uh, the wine country uh, north of San Francisco, which I prefer. Um, generally, my thoughts of Napa Valley are just uh, just of like the most stereotypical images of California someone would have had growing up in the late 70s and early 80s, just of like everyone with like floppy blonde hair and like bell bottoms driving around like a Mercedes station wagon uh, and just acting really sort of pretentious. So, so I guess that's, but I know you, you like it to California, but I know you like it. Oh, I love it. Anything yeah. Napa I'm in. Right. And then the last one, Nepo baby. Nepo baby. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of new term. Um, it sounds like, I guess like maybe Eric Trump would be a, a Nepo baby. Yes, because because of sure. nepotism. Yes, and because he's essentially a, still a baby in every possible way, other than his physical size. He might be one of the best examples. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I'm not a fan. I haven't I mean, seen a, the biggest baby, but it could be, you know, Eric Trump. Yeah, I guess you know. I don't know. Nepotism, you know, it's like uh, everybody wants to, to pass something on to their kid that they can, you know, that'll keep them doing well. But uh, but I don't know. Warren Buffett said that, uh, you know, the billionaire, he said that he he would not, his goal as a parent was to was to give their his kids just enough money so that they felt like they could do anything but not do nothing. So I kind of yeah. feel like nepotism is sort of skips over that and just gives you a a really really easy job that you can not be very good at and just still be successful. You know, uh George Soros tricked Warren Buffett into giving away all his money. Yeah, I believe it. So, also famous Nepo baby, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, yeah I don't he, know. He would not be good at sports if he didn't have the advantage of being a Nepo baby. Yeah, see, I didn't, that's not what I think, but. Well, eh, it's correct. You didn't even okay. know what it was. Well, I do now. I learned. You taught me. Okay. Mm. All right. The name of the game is 33, Martin. I'm ready. Toyota Sienna. Classic. You got to get the ones. I think the third row seats fall down on all of them. Just so much activity space back there. You could do anything. You could be like a gymnasium. You could do like a fondue thing. Anything. Have you looked up 
have you looked up tables that you can put in the back there? Remember that was your dream, was to get a van that had a table in the back? Yeah, it's really more, you could get one. You could get one for sure. Okay. Um, but it's not the ideal car for that. I would make some, I'd have to do some like modifications. Okay. Like, you know how they have those like custom car places that will like trick out like your Corvette or whatever? Yes. I'm going to bring my Sienna in there to get the table put in the right way. Okay. All right. Good. That's smart. Yeah, they have a lot of good places in Vegas. Toyota Highlander. Oh, classic. That thing, you can drive it anywhere. It don't care. Doesn't okay. matter. It's all wheel drive. Toyota RAV4. This is where Toyota falls off a little bit, I feel like. it's. I don't want to say it's a car for women and make it sound bad. <laughs> but wow. it's... It's not as good as the other two cars because it's not as big. Man. So, like. That's rough. I, I'm just telling you how it is, Matt. You asked me. Yeah. Um, It's like, mm, I don't want to use, like, a big car. Just give me a RAV4. <laughs> okay. So, I literally went and looked at a RAV4 yesterday. And I was planning to buy it. And then someone came and bought it. Before I could. So what I, was your name? Thank God. Thank God that didn't happen because wow. Wow, you just roasted you you roasted me so hard right there, I can't even believe it. I I didn't know you were interested in buying the car. No, I know. I, I didn't you want yesterday. you to know. No, that's that's exactly why I did this this thirty three. Cause I just I, I needed to know the truth and I thank you for that. And I'm being totally serious oh good because well, even if if you if you roast a rav4 that hard then i can only imagine and because and i mean this is a compliment because you're not you know if you do it then i can only imagine how much worse it would have been for other people who don't have your tact or your sort of fair-minded view of the world so i just i appreciate that so I'd like anyway, to thank myself also. You should. For just being a good friend. You should. You should. And I did. You're welcome. Okay. Well, I think it's time for hurrahs and huzzahs, Martin. Okay. Well, my hurrah, this is the good one. My hurrah this week goes out to the UConn women's basketball team for continuing to take sports insane, almost too much emphasis on safety to an all-new level. Because if you are not 100% safe, what's the point? So UConn was scheduled to play DePaul on Sunday. So that was a couple days ago. And they postponed the game because they only had six scholarship players who were healthy enough to play. Now, this isn't COVID-related. It just is that they have a bunch of injuries on the team because whoever the UConn coach is obviously doesn't know what he's doing. So here's my point, right? A lot of people play basketball. I'm sorry your team is run by somebody who injures everybody. Get a couple of kids off the street or just like go down to the quad, 
be like, who wants a new uniform? And then be like, oh, you got to play in this game, and then you get to keep the uniform. You can feel the team. I mean, how tricky is it? It's a January game against DePaul. Get out there. Play the game. Amen. Finally, someone that that just tells it like it is, Martin. Remember, it's a good one. Some celebrating that safety took top billing over everything. Mm-hmm. As it should be. Yes. Yes, of course. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you're you welcome. for for that. Uh, well, I, you know, not to bring us all down, but I'm going to give a huzzah. And I'm going to give a huzzah to my mom. And Martin already knows what happened. But my mom and I had a very difficult experience together uh, via um, uh, texting. So we were going back and forth about, uh, you know, I sent her her Christmas gift. And which, by the way, well, I'll tell that to you later. But it was a really good one. And then we were all in a good mood. And then she was saying, you know, oh, you know, did you get this or whatever? And, you know, I'm like, oh, I got it. And then she and then she texts back, huzzah, with the exclamation point. And then two, the, these two hands like that look like they're, I don't know what they were, probably, probably two hands that were like ready to like strangle me or something. I don't know the emojis as well as, as I should. But why did she have to do that? And she knows, everybody knows that Huzzah is the bad one. And There's part of the story I feel like you're not leaving out or you're leaving out. When yeah. did she get so mad at you that she wanted to strangle you? I don't know. I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. And I think that that's what, that it stung the way it did because we were just having this really nice exchange and then, bam, she hits me with the huzzah. And it was like, it sort of, I don't know, it ruined Christmas, like retroactively. In a way, we were, though, you ruined Christmas with whatever this behavior is that she I'll, wanted to point out as a huzzah. Okay, thanks, victim blamer. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, we've done it again, Martin. It's been a great show. And I think we want to thank all our listeners for their loyal support. And we know who also, you are. Now, again, we'd love to hear from you on... Blah, 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 blah. We'd Martin, love to hear okay? from you on... No, I'm not okay. We'd love to hear from you on social media. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, but I don't know how long that's going to last. So hit us up. We can't wait. And uh, we also can't wait to uh, get back with you next week at 11.02. See you later. Bye.